0: Blog Talk Radio. Our next guest is um
1: I I. I can't. I don't know how to describe our next guest. He's a, a phenomenal individual. He's a. Um, he's also um, a, a, an author. He. Um, he's known by many as the People's Doctor. He's um, a relationship expert who has gained um, his doctorate degree from the University of Michigan. He's also uh, been seen on MTV's Made. Um, he's a, a, just a phenomenal guy. Uh, I'd like to introduce to you all today, Dr. Algernon Tart. Dr. Tart, are you there?
0: Yes, sir. Go blue.
1: Do? Yes, sir. <laughs> a fellow Wolverine here. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah. I heard a couple on the line as well. You know. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Sir, it's an absolute honor to have you on here. Um, I know you've been listening to the, the entire show, um, and I know you've been raring to go. Uh, you, I, but I didn't tell the people that you're the author of the book called the uh, The Ring Formula, uh, and it's a book geared towards um, getting women ready to to be, I guess, to find Mr. Right. Um, Could you describe in better detail um, that book for us?
0: Well, Miles, I mean, yes, it's called The Ring Formula, How to Marry Mr. Right. And I wrote the book because I kept having so many dialogues with awesome women who didn't know how to really date towards marriage. And the funny thing is they thought they were doing it right, and then they sit down and talk to, a man about it and they realize man we think completely different from other men especially when we start talking about marriage right and you know as men we don't necessarily communicate what we're looking for <laughs> we just kind of keep things in our head and we don't actually share with someone while we're dating what they did wrong so i decided to write a manual because i got tired of hearing all the hype about there no eligible black men out here are we want to be serial daters are we don't believe in monogamy you know and i said i don't i don't I don't see the same thing. I'm just—I see something different. I see a lot of sisters not really understanding brothers, and I want to do something on a positive tip to at least advance that conversation.
1: Okay. So, in in being a, a, an expert on that subject, now, what do you think is a key to maintaining a healthy relationship?
0: Oh, absolutely, positively, it is positive. It's one—it's friendship. It has nothing to do with looks. It has nothing to do with communication. You know, it's more about friendship, and the reason I say that is because the research shows by a guy by the name of Don, Dr. John Gottman that what keeps couples together is the quality of friendship. It's not how well they communicate, because we all know couples that communicate terribly and somehow they stay together 30 and 40 years. You know, but they're friends. And if you don't right. live with someone and commit to someone over the lifetime, only way I could see that happening is with a friend. So, Miles, yeah. you think about your best friend for life. I don't, I don't know if it's Ray. He says you all go way, way back. You know, I guess yeah. I can use you, each one of you to blackmail the other if I need right. to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, it would take a whole lot for you to fall out with Ray, even though you all may have major differences. Right. You know, and the same thing for Natasha and Lila that were online is that, you know, they have friends from way back in the day, as do I. And we're different as night and day. But we're still friends to this day, and we're looking for the same thing in a partner.
1: Wow. So I guess let's, let's go back for for one thing then. Let's say you have a person who's been hurt, and they've been hurt bad. They've been hurt really, really bad. And they're trying to, to go forward into a relationship. And, you know, sometimes they, they don't trust another person. How can they get past that issue to build that friendship?
0: You know, Miles, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that they can. Wow. It's only one way. Because I think that what happens, especially with helpers, there's, there's helpers and there's people that need to be helped. And people that need to be helped often attract helpers. And sometimes we go overboard in trying to be their everything and be their self-esteem and be their confidence and show them, hey, I'm going to be that man that you can trust. And you end up doing too much work and then the relationship just falls apart because we need love as well. Right. What, what I recommend is that they have to have a relationship with God. A personal relationship. I don't mean that as a catchphrase. I mean you have to be prayed up every single day. I think you need to go through some form of meditation, however you want to do it, where you're listening to God and having a a conversation and then reading and understanding His Word. That way you can actually heal and understand that sometimes God breaks you on purpose. And if you understand why you're being broken, if you're being broken from something unhealthy so that you can now link into something that's healthy, then you'll be able to accept it, even though none of us like it. You know, no believer likes, I don't care how, how strong our faith is, we don't like being broken, but we have a better mindset and an understanding of why we're being broken that allows us to move and heal and, and connect with that person we're supposed to be with.
1: Wow. So, how, Dr. Turner, how do you know if somebody is the person you're supposed to be with?
0: That's an excellent question. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. You know, everyone says it's just a feeling. It it just is. I can't can't give you anything intellectual. I think it's one of those situations where guys describe it as the one. No matter no matter how many women they they're dating, they always gravitate back towards this particular one. She has a certain power over him. He's afraid of losing her. Now he may be dating multiple women. But when she decides that she is ready to leave and she's ready to pursue other options, you know, he's going to start to reevaluate his his whole life and say, wow, I've been dating for 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 years and never met someone with all the qualities. Am I going to let her walk out the door? It's just that feeling. I can't really I can't really explain it, but I think we've all felt that at some point or another where it's just that's the one for me.
1: Right, right. I totally understand that. So I guess in following that same question then, sir, How do you know what real love is?
0: Well, real love is, once again, it's a friendship. I like to say that love is friendship set on fire. Too often we go about looking at someone, you know, based upon superficial things. You know, I hear so many uh, talk shows and and books out about check his or her credit. What does that have to do with love? You know, it's really about compatibility, likability, and you are deferring to God. This is my opinion now. You are both trying to upgrade the other person. When you walk into a relationship and you feel like you want to give uh, more than you want to receive, and your partner feels the same way, and you have that giving reciprocity, that's love right there. Right. That's that's what it's all about. You can't you can't duplicate that.
1: Wow, and I I, I agree with you on that one, sir. I think that um, a lot of people, you know, you, you can you try to put. People are coming together now like a business contract, like they're building a, a business together. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that you you negate the whole human experience when you, when you look at it so, you know, textbook like that. You have to include, if love is missing, you might as well throw it in the trash. It's nothing. You have nothing. Even if you're, you're doing, even an artist has to love what they're doing or they won't be able to, to put what they, their masterpiece onto the canvas. I think, you know, I look at it now like as as art, you know, loving somebody is an art form. You know, you know, you're know, you painting a masterpiece each time you hand her a gift, each time that person, you know, hugs you. It's, it's some sort of, it's, it's a masterpiece being put on the canvas. I think, you know, people forget about love. Now, I know I spoke earlier about the word purpose. And, and sir, what is your take on, on purpose in a relationship? What, what do you think, do you think that this person that you're entering a, in a relationship with, do you think that they have to fit your divine purpose, or what is your take on that?
0: Well, I think that God sends people to, to, to one another to upgrade each other, yes, you know, to, to fulfill your purpose. And I think unless you have an idea of what it is that you want to do, you don't have to have it all planned out A through Z. Sometimes we make a mistake in that we don't have it all planned out, and so we kind of hesitate. But as long as you have enough of what you're trying to do and you meet someone that's able to sustain, upgrade, and fortify you, I think that's when you start to get that feeling. And, and, and drop to your knees and say, "Thank you God for sending this perfect compliment to me." and you, 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 I mean, you were preaching miles also to taking notes. <laughs> I'm serious because it's not about superficial. it's not about a con- it's not about a business contract because you find out if you if you signed a business contract about four or five, or six years ago, and now we're in a recession, well your, well, your relationship is in a recession. <laughs> I'm serious It's not about how much money you all have. it's about sticking together for better or for worse. And so we have to make sure that we do that on a consistent basis and that, you know, our purpose is to befriend, you know, our partner, listen to them, understand them, not agree, but find a way to work it out together because now you're one. So I think you have an individual purpose, and then you as a couple have to find your purpose as a couple, whether it's parents, whether it's getting other people to connect, whether it's serving in ministry, whatever it is, finding your, your couple's purpose. And I, and I tell couples to get together and ask that, how can you combine your purposes to serve the Lord?,
1: yeah. so I guess you know following that same vein, how do Christian concepts influence the foundation of the relationship
0: well, you know what it's it's very hard because you know i heard I heard Brother Ray you know falling on the sword earlier, you know <laughs> being honest, he was being honest, it's hard, and when and ladies come to me talking about well, I'm having a hard time, I'm attracting men. You know, they have their stuff together, but when I start talking about my faith in the Lord, they kind of run and hide. And, it, and I admit it, it's difficult, but what I tell, I tell women is that just because we are Christians doesn't mean we have to be asexual. Sometimes we go overboard. I mean, you can kiss the brother. I mean, you can hug the brother. You can kind of give him a commercial of what it would be like once you all, you know, join in matrimony. <laughs> we have, you have to keep men excited. Even a Christian man, he needs to be excited. He is a sexual being. He's been that since he's been 12, 13. You know, as Ray was telling you, which we all can agree with, you know, he's on a fast tip. It's it's about uh, exciting him and showing that you can take care of him, but still respecting that sanctity, you know, of of marriage. But I I give him a a quick trip. I mean, tip. I don't tell him to say until marriage. You know, I tell him to say, all right, we're going to try and do till marriage. But let's try to string together a series of three months in a row. And I'm trying to have work with us brothers, you know. Right. <laughs> and then after three months, the friendship should be stronger. And right. after another three three months, the friendship should be even more stronger. Right? Even, right. Right. So after six months, I have a hard time of telling my mom and my boys, you know, my homegirls, I left her because she would not give in, especially if I'm talking about a wife. And then we developed six months of friendship, and she's the one. And I left her over something so simple. That I knew was coming anyway. All I had to do was produce a ring. Yeah, so I tell them to try and you know see what happens after three to six months, and the chances are much more likely that that brother will up you know abstain. Right,
1: and and what I tell people myself, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. You know, I am a, what you would call a heterosexual male, which means I'm straight. I mean, I like women, I, and my, I'm, I'm I have vision, good vision in both eyes. So I know when a, a, a woman walks in the room. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I don't sugarcoat it. I know, I know what Ray is talking about personally. We went to Michigan together for, for some years. So, we, you know, we knew. I know. I know. <laughs> and, you know, you don't lose your senses because, you, you know, you make a commitment to God. It's just, you know, I know what not to not tempt myself. I know. I like, I told somebody yesterday, I like cake. Okay. And I know if you leave a cake around me, I might bite off into the cake. It's just that simple. I know this is the same same exact principle in a relationship. I don't tempt myself. I don't get left in, you know in close proximity of some, with somebody in their bedroom. That's just not that I won't do that to myself because I know better. I know that hey, you know, I'd be if that happens, I'll be at the At the altar tomorrow I'm like, you know, Lord please forgive me. I did it. <laughs> but
0: you absolutely, absolutely right, man. We must be cousins. <laughs> I think I think all men realize it the same way. I think I take it a step a step even further. I know I'll bite cake as well, okay? But I also can fast forward and know that if it's too soon, no matter how much I talk about God, I'm going to start acting a fool on that sister. I'm just going to be real. I'm going to start going through a process of like, man, see, I was doing well. I had eight months of abstinence, and here she is tempting me like I'm (laughs) putting it all on her. And now even though I know it's irrational, I'm I'm still giving her a percentage of the blame, if not all of it. Right. So I try to tell sisters like you know sex is not going to